Welcome to another episode of Talk Toby to Me. I'm Jess. And I'm Meg, and we're two sisters that love to talk all things business, mindset, self-development, and everything in between. This is normally part of our weekly phone catch-ups, but hot girls don't gatekeep, so we've decided to bring our combos to you. Hey, Sissy Bay. Hey, Boo. How was your week? It's been really good, very productive. I feel really... Accomplished. Accomplished, yes, 100%. Oh, do you say accomplished? I say accomplished. No, it's accomplished. I think it has an O, so maybe I'm saying it wrong. (laughs) I feel accomplished too, actually. What did you do this week? Well, for starters, editing last week's podcast, and I feel like it was so seamless. Like I just, yeah, I was very impressed with myself. (laughs) As was I, I literally have no fucking idea how you did that, and I'm so grateful that you just handled it. Thanks. I was sitting literally throughout my week going, she hasn't even like asked me to do anything. <laughs> and I'm just thinking, fuck, I'm so glad she knows what she's doing because I would not have the faintest. Back from my YouTube days, my failed YouTube days. No, I'm just kidding. Still I wouldn't there. say it's failed. You just didn't give it 100%. Yeah. I just feel like podcast is way more the vibe. Mm. Way more my vibe. I mean, like we've done one, but we'll <laughs> no one's even listened to it yet. <laughs> Not It'll even live yet. Flop like my fucking microphone. <laughs> so I've got my next client photo shoot prep starting on Monday. So it's a twelve week photo shoot prep. So just kind of getting organized for that. We already have so many existing clients doing the shoot. So we just did a smaller launch phase. And actually, I feel like we should definitely do an episode on you know launching something new because that's something I've learned in the last year. Yeah, and um, I feel like that was something that we used to be so anxious about and overthink like, to the max. Yeah, fully. And now we just do it. Yeah, and it, it keeps you so much more grounded in what you're doing. You have a, a plan. And then I'm just currently working a lot on my email marketing. So I had a meeting with my marketing manager, Amber, yesterday, and we're focusing on that a lot. And just for anyone listening, if you do run a business and you don't focus on your mailing list, I would strongly recommend because if I could go back a year ago and put a lot more emphasis onto providing value to my mailing list, as opposed to just trying to quickly build a mailing list and then start selling to them, it would have like a way bigger impact and you have a high open rate and a high click rate, which obviously helps when you do then go to sell things because I like you own your mailing list, whereas obviously your social media and stuff you don't own. So it's really important to put energy into that because you control who sees it and everything like that. But with that said, if you don't strategize how you send emails out at the start and you just start selling on your emails and people see it as you just selling, then they potentially won't open it. And then that affects future deliverability for the emails. You need to build kind of trust first. And that yeah. Relationship. Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. So that's our kind of main focus at the moment is just sending out value adding emails so that when we do have future launches they have a higher yeah what have you been up to I've had a very productive week too um I haven't actually told you about this yet but on Monday I had my coaching call like my monthly coaching call with Jade and we mapped out something new for my business which I'm so excited to get stuck into because I feel like with my business obviously the thing I'm most passionate about is educating and training other people to make that transition that I made in my life. And something I've been getting a lot of 
queries about from students and people in the industry is like business coaching. And whilst I'm absolutely not getting into business coaching as such, I've mapped out on Monday a mentorship program for new people in the industry. So for example, they don't necessarily have to have trained with me, but say they've just completed a cosmetic tattoo course and they're like, where the fuck do I go from here? Basically, we've mapped out a program where they're going to get more support once they finish their training to then kind of launch and then scale their PMU business. And there's a few different tiers that we mapped out based on like your budget and things like that and what you want to get out of the mentorship program. So for example, tier one, which is like a weekly group Zoom meeting to kind of answer any questions, like get, get feedback, give people feedback on their work. The like replay of the group calls would be available inside like a Facebook group, like a private Facebook group for the people that are in that tier. There'd be like a group boxer where people can, you know, converse and engage with me daily with their kind of inquiries and struggles. There'd be like an assessment, like an initial kind of audit on where their business is at before they join the program. So their homework will be set based on like what they need to kind of work towards. And then tier two is going to be kind of like on top of all of that, there's a few other things included in tier one, but tier two will add on like a monthly private one-on-one coaching call. And then more specific assessment set and more specific feedback provided to that one particular person. And then tier three, on top of all of that, like an in-person shadow day every two months. So like a student, which I think would be so incredibly beneficial to people that are new in the industry, because for example, what I've experienced with Emily working in my business every day and then doing brows on the side, she's like strides ahead of a regular student because she sees me every day, hears me talking to clients, hears me talking to students. And she can pick things up like she's a fast learner. Don't get me wrong. It's very much based on her personality as well. But she literally like absorbs so much more information from watching me. So say I could have four people standing there while I'm treating a client um, for the day. Like my girls, they'll be like, oh, that was so beneficial just watching you. Like sometimes I'll call them in and be like, hey, do you want to see this particular thing? It might be like a unique touch up or something like that. They'll be like, wow, that was so beneficial just to see you do it. So yeah, we mapped out that mentorship program. So we're building Emily's been absolutely flat out this week. She's crushed it in terms of work. Um, Shout out to Emily. She's a fucking MVP. Um, But yeah, so we mapped that out and then we're working on a new course, which has been so much more like streamlined and simple to get to the finished product because I'd already done that other big one. And a lot of the fundamental information I can transfer across and tweak for this particular technique. And I've already filmed the videos and yeah, so it's been a busy week, but productive. Yeah, love. I'm so excited for the mentorship program because I feel like that aligns most with my like mission and passion. Yeah, for sure. Yes, I actually haven't told you this yet either, but I'm going to be launching a masterclass for newer PTs or PTs who are just struggling to scale or PTs wanting to move into online coaching or online coaches who are struggling to scale. So keen for that. Love this, right? Yeah, I feel like you kind of have started to dabble in that. And I'm like, how have you structured that and asked you a few questions on it? And I feel like it goes, like it comes naturally for you. I found a lot of similarities in the three girls that I currently business coach. And that's kind of where I got the inspo for this masterclass because I was like, there's these specific topics that I know so many people can benefit from. That's actually funny that you say that's fucking weird, but not even surprising. Remember the other day you were like, can't believe you haven't told me about you asking about the mentorship program and you were like, is the two day thing the same thing? Oh yeah, I was very confused. Yeah, so the two-day thing, 
is like what I was, what you were just saying, like a workshop almost, masterclass workshop. Where but people, in person. Yeah, but but it doesn't need to be in person. That was just what first came to my head. Right. I was picturing like a bunch of artists that are new in the industry or like students of mine. I'm picturing literal like my actual students that I know and getting them to come in for say like two days. We map out what their current pain points are, their struggles, blah, blah, blah. And then we, I give them kind of a plan and we sit there and we actually work on it together in like a two-day period. But then yeah. I thought, oh, I'm kind of going to be doing that in like the mentorship program anyway, so I don't really need to get them in. It's kind of Well, that's why I asked you because mm-hmm. I was like going to say, I think you'd be better off doing that online because you initially yeah. said in person. And I was like, is mm-hmm. that I was just having one of those option? like 10 p.m. brain. Yeah, dump on me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, and I went to text Emily because she always comes into the salon, and I because I text the salon phone instead of the work instead of her number because I don't want to text her outside of work hours because boundaries. Um, and she'll come in in the morning, and I also have sent like seven texts about like fucking things I've thought of at ten p.m. at night, and my brain's like. <laughs> so I was like, I went to text her, and I was like, it's going to be part of the mentorship program. We're already talking about that. Can't yeah. <laughs> that's so funny what you said about that actually because I have this like I've got a welcome email with my clients and it's got all the boundaries and expectations and one of them is about how you can message at any time because I won't it won't wake me up like I've got my phone on do not disturb but I'll respond in you know xyz times love the boundaries yeah let's get into our gratitudes and also for our listeners let us know if three is too long (laughs) yeah let us know what's actually interesting and what's not um okay cool so do you want to go first the three things you're grateful for are we gonna do three still let's do three we just don't have to be three and they're not as uh, they're not as in depth yeah okay the first thing is actually just after we were talking about my apartment the other day so for anyone who doesn't know I bought an apartment off the plan at Christmas in 2021. It's still not finished as per usual, but they sent me an email update yesterday and they do these little videos and it's the construction site people that like talk through oh each god, section. Oh my god, I was literally gonna send it to you because you'd think it was so cute. Send it. I can't believe you didn't offend it. That's fucking cute. I was gonna say I have a soft spot for old men, but that sounds weird. <laughs> No, I feel like people will know what you mean, like those cute like, possums. Yeah, like, yeah, like dad. Oh, my like God, I love him. Dad. Oh, like our dad. Yeah. Yeah. Cute. Um, so that's cool. They said that it would be built. To, no, what did they say? I actually Googled it. Hang on, because I was learning. Oh, they you said they built to ground level. No, so they'd done that by Christmas, and they said by July it'll be topped out which means they've reached the roof level of the structure, not me reading straight off Google. <laughs> but I was trying to figure out like how much more would need to be done after the top out because then they said it'll be finished later in the year. And I was like, what do you mean? If it's topped out, like surely it's done. But there's still like exterior, rough-ins, internal linings, waterproofing, joinery, internal lock-up literally finishes. everything inside, like literally everything. Like, yeah, that's wild. Like early on from salon memory. Yeah, so it won't be finished until at least the end of the year. That's 2024 job, I'm telling you. <laughs> but it's a good thing because the longer it's not finished, the longer I'm not paying the mortgage, but it's still going up in value. Like I think at the middle of last year, it was already up 140K. And obviously the market is constantly changing. I love this for you. Yeah. 
especially because I was so like anti-property but I just a plan like that's wild for you well it was actually really good because it's way less of an emotional decision because I know I'm not living in it Mm. but I just had heaps of savings and I kind of didn't want it to just sit in the bank but yeah I'm keen to pop a bottle of Moet I will come up for that yeah and I'm love that um, so that's my first one. Wow, I was meant to be doing a short one. <laughs> my last one, I'll make my last one short. Um, second thing is I'm grateful to be in a position to rebook, I'll give context, rebook our whole New Zealand trip. So Nick and I had a flight credit to go to New Zealand years ago when COVID hit and it was worth $1,200 for the both of us, which is what the price of the flights were back then. Anyway, we tried to use the credit. We thought it was all booked. And then they came back saying it's going to be an extra $2,500 on top of our $1,200 credit to fly to New Zealand. Like it's like a three-hour flight. And that was with Air New Zealand and it had a stopover. So we looked up Qantas with no stopover and it was going to cost like less than 2500 to book entirely new flights. So we decided to just can the flight credit and book new flights and we've booked our accommodation and stuff now and I'm so excited for that um but yeah grateful to be in a financial position to be able to Make do that. Like that yeah yeah when do you go July third gratitude that my new barista I've been going to Starbucks to get this vanilla sweet cream cold brew with cold foam if Very you haven't tried it you. definitely should I know weird but my barista is literally a sunflower in human form, but grateful for her happiness every morning. Oh, that's really cute. So I'm firstly fucking grateful for you doing the tech side of this pod. Like how you, how you edited it. Like I couldn't, I just can't. Like I physically was just like, la, 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 la. Meg's doing it. No fucking clue what, how to do that, where to start. Like no fucking clue at all. It was funny that you actually didn't ask me how it was going. Love that. No, I didn't want to be like signed up to contribute because I would have been like, (laughs) what do I do? Um, The second thing I'm grateful for is I was just reflecting this morning and I was thinking I'm really grateful for the friendships that I have at the moment and how aligned they are compared to like a few months ago and beyond. I don't feel the need to have validation from having like a million friends that I that text and call me all the time and stuff like that I just oh no we should not have time for that no like I just experienced recently like someone that was always getting phone calls and talking and calling friends like 24 7 and like reflecting on it it was very much like a validation thing not like a genuine connection thing and Mm. I was just thinking fuck I'm so glad I used to be like that and I just don't feel the need to get that validation anymore. So love that. And then on the back of what you were talking about earlier, I'm so fucking grateful to have found this EDM marketing specialist that is absolutely killing the game. She just literally cold DM'd me, which is wild because a couple of weeks before she cold DM'd me, my coach was telling me to do this one thing in my business that I just did not fucking want to do. It just didn't feel like something that was on brand for me. And then I thought, fuck, I've just gotten this great connection from this cold dm she happened to message saying this is my business i'd love to jump on a call to discuss email marketing and how i can help you and i was like you know what right time right place i'd never Mm. check my business dms because emily does and i just happened to see it and i was like emily probably would have just been like ah that's annoying yeah like jess won't want to read that but i was like 
fuck, yes, I do need someone to do email marketing. Get on a call. She's like the biggest boss you've ever met in your life. And she's, I think she's like kind of, because she works full-time for a well-known like NRL team doing the same thing. And I think she's kind of starting to go out on her own. And she's just an absolute doll, gets my branding, gets all of that. Oh. So yeah, she just gets me. And the emails, love. she's done them all and they're fucking elite. Oh, so grateful as fuck for that. So let's dive into the topic. We were going to talk about today the biggest lessons we've learned in the past year. Which was tricky, picking from just the last year. But we're going to... also like picking just a couple to talk about. Yeah, fully. Well, that was hard for me. I have about <laughs> way more than we said, but I'm just going to see what comes to me. Mm. And I tried to make it very specific to the last year. But also for anyone listening, I feel like it's really important to not take everything with a grain of salt, but understand that everyone's going to be at a different stage of their business. Mm. And what might be a great advice for someone right now could be, you know, not helpful for someone else. So mine aren't actually to do with business at all. Mine is to do with just life. I thought we were doing business lessons. No, we just said biggest lessons you've learned in the past year. It doesn't matter. We That's probably good if oh. I talk about general and you talk about business. They are like kind of both anyway. It doesn't matter. Like, And I think... We're covering all bases here, people. Yeah, like what, what helps you in life helps you in business. Oh, well, absolutely. Like what I'm going to talk about has absolutely helped my business. They're probably... We have been on very different journeys. So even though we've both grown a lot in the past year, like you'd fucking hope you have grown the past year. Otherwise, like do something. You're not a tree. <laughs> but like (laughs) trees grow you're not a rock you're not no oh yeah no but trees they just stay in the same spot yeah but they still grow that's the reference oh is it true you're not a rock (laughs) that's fucking shit anyway mine I I feel like we've been on very different journeys yeah so it'll be interesting to see you can kick us off um okay so the first thing I've learned in the last year and again these things are not things that I just like didn't know before but it's like I integrated them Mm. and was forced to face them, I suppose. So the first one being like, whilst as a person, we have responsibilities in our relationships, like as a partner, as a friend, as a sibling, as a child, like a daughter, um, as a boss um, or a colleague or whatever, whilst we have responsibilities to show up as our best self in those roles, other people's happiness and beliefs are not our responsibility and thoughts Mm. and on the flip side of that our beliefs thoughts and happiness are not anyone else's responsibility so to give a bit of context I feel like I went from being this really confident independent person a couple of few years ago and then I still have yet to identify whether it was situations that I was in and environments I was in became the catalyst for the healing journey or whether it was the other way around. But I came to a place where I became so deeply insecure in who I was as a person. And actually I should backtrack a bit. I went away with you to Bali three, three and a bit years ago. And I came back so incredibly sick. Like I got Bali belly was so incredibly sick. That then was the start of this, this huge journey in terms of repairing my gut health, which I didn't know much about a few years ago. And then that segued into really really bad mental health problems like really bad as you know which is a story for another day but I was trying to put my happiness on other people as their responsibility and then from that I found that I was trying to make other people happy to fulfill my to give myself validation 
So it was a bit of like a chicken and the egg kind of vicious cycle type thing where I was trying to make other people happy and felt responsible for other people's happiness to try and make myself feel better. Yeah. So so interesting. Yeah. So I've then gone on this big healing journey and repaired my gut health and then repaired my mental health. Obviously it's a continuous ongoing journey, but what I've realized is that I'm the only one responsible for my own happiness and same goes for everybody else. Like even things like problems with staff in the past and things like that, like me trying to solve their problems in life, not just in the business and me trying to be a certain way to support them more than I should be responsible for. Yeah. So yeah, that's been very liberating learning that because I feel like I just focus on my own happiness and other people focus on theirs and I have responsibilities, yes, but other people's beliefs as well, their thoughts about their beliefs, their thoughts about their experiences, that's not my responsibility. Mm. And you probably also attract a different kind of person now because of that. I'm not attracting people that want to be fixed fixed, or in that victim mentality. For sure. Yeah. And I'm an empath, so it is really hard to separate myself from that those kind of relationships, but I am very aware of it now so I can go, okay, this is where I need to put a hard boundary in place. And um, also people who are in that victim mentality will feed off the fact that they know that they can go to you. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that segues into my next um, lesson, which is that healing is fucking hard but it's for sure worth every bit of pain that you'll go through. So that was another thing I was telling my psychiatrist that I was used to be this, like I never used to cry, used to be so like nothing would faze me. I was so easygoing. I was so strong, independent, didn't give a fuck if anyone, I just was so like, I thought I was really secure in myself. Like I'd never be jealous or like with partners or anything like that. Like I just was in my own lane doing my own thing. And then like in the past few years, I've just been like this emotional mess, just crying all the time. So insecure, jealous, blah, 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 blah. Like, so, like, so emotional. And he was saying that the way I was before was a coping mechanism to not deal with the trauma Mm. in the past. And then when you start to deal with it, it all comes out in spades and then you have to process it. And Mm. I was like, wow, that makes so much sense. I was for sure being a certain way to cope Mm. or just to put it to the side, like put it under the rug type vibes. And there'd be so many people, like probably everyone has can relate to that. Yeah. hundred percent. I feel like for so long, it was like my ego where I was, mm. I would say, Oh, I don't cry. For same. Yeah. And now I literally cry over every movie. Like I'll see (laughs) reference back to the old, the old man. I'll see an old man in a movie and I'll cry. Literally same. And it's just because we're like, there's less ego there for us both. Mm, Yeah, for sure. We still obviously have that. And I think anyone in our, like in a, any business owner, I feel like would have ego problems to a degree. I don't know if that's the right word or ego problems, but we'll deal with their ego because it facilitates a lot of what we do, but yeah. There's definitely, it's not a bad ego. It's not a bad thing. It's just being aware of it. Yeah. It's being just, able to use it in the right way. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like healing, what I've learned is that it's really fucking hard, but it's crucial to growth and it's worth it. 
my third lesson is my own emotional maturity and also how important that is. I don't know if it's just talked about more in general or if because I'm like you and I'm as well, uh, like delving more into that kind of self-development realm and that kind of thing. I feel like I hear a lot about it now compared to what I used to. It's like very a pre- more prevalent thing in social media. And like, um, so I feel like emotional maturity is so important. And that's something that I've learned in the past six months. And obviously that comes off the back of my healing journey, my um, growth, yada, yada. And I've probably, I've definitely still got tons of work to do in all of those realms, but it's really important to understand where you're at with your emotional maturity and the thing, the steps you need to take to kind of, develop it so cleaning up your environment realizing that your beliefs aren't fact they're just your experiences like going to therapy focusing on your health because obviously your gut health reflects your mental health I think that's Uh, really important as well because it's tricky because a lot of the people that need to do the most work on their emotional maturity it's not evident to them and so it's they lack that emotional maturity Yeah. And so it's really looking at your life and going, Mm. what part of these problems am I playing? Because if you try and go from, you know, just thinking that life's out to get you and and you've got that victim mentality to I'm the problem, it's not like, it's not going to happen. It's not realistic. So it's kind of thinking, what part do I play in these issues that are consistently coming up? Yeah, you're so right in saying that the people that need to do the work on that aren't yet aware that they need to do the work on that. Yeah, you need to have something as a catalyst to launch you into needing to make those changes. Well, triggers Uh, are a big part of that, looking Mm. into your triggers. Mm. Which, and again, like even from therapy, like I'm fully aware that the goal is to never never be triggered because that's just completely unrealistic, but it's understanding what those triggers triggers mean. Yeah. And how to respond rather than reacting in the moment. Mm, so which I, yeah. Segues into my first lesson. So on the note of responding, not reacting, my first biggest lesson is there is so much power in the pause. And I use this literally a million times a day, every single day, being able to pause take a deep breath or a few deep breaths is going to obviously allow you to respond and not react. (laughs) It's actually so funny too that you, because remember when we first started talking about this, I was like, are you there? Yeah. Oh my God. And you're like, I'm just, I'm just, and then you explained like how, Yeah. I think you'd met, was it the call to be conscious guys? Yeah. So in, I think 2021, I went through a, I guess my healing journey and I dived so deep into breath work and meditation and it allowed me to really learn how to listen properly. And when I'm listening to people to really hear what they're saying, as opposed to listening to just respond. And yeah, Jess and I were on the, on a call and I would sometimes like take a few seconds after she'd said something you know, quite deep or heavy or whatever it was, because I was just really letting it land. And, <laughs> and I'm like, are you there? Yeah, like <laughs> so we, many times. 
I would be like, no, I'm just, I'm just really taking it in. And I think it's so important. So many people are like afraid to sit in silence. Like if you're, Mm. they don't, they feel uncomfortable in silence. So they want to respond straight away or they want to think of something because it will be, they'll think it'd be quote unquote awkward if Mm. there's any pause after the conversation and and it doesn't flow. Yeah. Um, That's actually interesting because I'll be really brief top line, but like, thinking back on my last relationship and how we used to communicate in times we would both be there waiting to have our say yeah and our most recent conversation like a few weeks back was like so different to that that it was like we were both it was like we were in a therapy session (laughs) the way we were responding to each other was like pausing taking it in hearing yeah and then being like thank you so much for sharing that with me Mm. and then responding after giving the space and it was so funny because you could see you could feel us both like kind of fuck yeah we just nailed that conversation well and that's so that's such a common theme in relationships as well because and not just romantic relationships any relationships Mm. people get straight on the defense and when you can actually go I'm hearing what you're saying like the conversation just does a 180 it like you actually get a, to a resolution as opposed to both sides getting on the defense and it just mm. gets nowhere and you don't get any you both end up hot-headed and well, not even trying to get to a resolution or even feeling like you need like that combo that I'm talking about there there was no resolution it wasn't even like a combo to have a resolution it was like I think when you listen to someone because you want to hear what they have to say you make them feel safe like you make them mm. feel safe you make them feel seen and heard yeah rather than just trying to get your say in and that is the resolution like Mm. even and when you go into any conversation I guess the resolution will be to hear what that person's feeling or to say yeah yeah Yeah, or how they're feeling yeah Yeah. for sure I love that a lot of people could take a lot from that the second thing a lot of specifically small business owners will benefit from because I feel like people who are a lot further along in business have probably realized this Nothing is urgent. Oh my God. I love that sick. There's a one particular person coming into my right right now and you'll know exactly who I'm thinking of. Yeah. I think. Pipe the fuck down. (laughs) Literally. I'm not curing brain cancer is what (laughs) I say to Emily when I give her a hundred tasks to do, but there's time, there's very rare times where she'll be getting flustered. And I said, babe, if you don't get to it, it can be tomorrow. Yeah. Or next week. Mm. No one gives a fuck if you launch your course today or tomorrow. Oh my God. Yeah. So there's two things that come to mind. The first thing is with clients. I know a lot of other online coaches or personal trainers, they stress a lot about needing to respond ASAP to their clients. Mm. And one of the biggest things, obviously, first you need to establish your boundaries and your communication, like styles so that you know expectations yeah and set those expectations of when you will respond and whatnot that's key but what I often say is it's very disempowering to respond to someone straight away especially if they're coming to you with a problem and it's not in the way that you're like you know just not caring but it's not giving them space to regulate and actually come up with a solution or and I find a lot with clients, they actually have the answer already and they just need the confidence from you to be able to like come up with that answer. That's actually one of your strengths is being able to 
empower people in a conversation to be able to identify their own problems and come up with their own solutions by questions you ask and the way you probe that is one of your superpowers to be able to give people the power back to be able to do that themselves but you facilitate it thank you I appreciate that a lot um and actually that was going to be one of my lessons which I want to do a different one now but I'm just going to sneak this in is that I don't have all the answers, but by prompting questions, you can allow people to come up with the answers. And it's that there's no shame in not having all the answers. And I think for a very long time, I was like feeling like because I was this leader, I had to have the answers to everyone's questions. But if someone asked me a question, I can prompt them in other ways for them to be able to come up with the answer. So much more empowering as a leader. Um, and the other thing is just remembering back to when I launched Nutrition Codes at the start of this year and there was a miscommunication with me and my marketing manager on when the first email was going out for the launch and I literally panicked because this email went out earlier than I expected and I was in the middle of San Francisco airport. It was like 3 a.m. We'd missed our flight home. There wasn't another flight for two days or something. So I was definitely, yeah, I was definitely dysregulated. But reflecting back now, it just is a prime example of like, it really doesn't fucking matter. And it, and people don't notice nearly as much as you think they do and everything is fixable nothing is permanent so yeah nothing is urgent and actually there's a really great book that kind of taught me that um the four-hour work week that was a Mm. that was a catalyst for that lesson for me I haven't read that in years I can't even remember what it's about I actually didn't even finish it I got about halfway and I was like okay this is not really relevant to me because it's very much aimed at people who work a nine to five. Yeah, like employees. But yeah, I definitely took that from that book. And the third thing is the law of polarity, which is if you're not repelling anyone, you're not magnetizing anyone either. Mm. This was a big lesson for me last year because I got so in my head when I was doing content because I felt like, and I think it is a part of the fact that I obviously have learned so much now that I can see so many different perspectives. And so I try and empathize with all those different perspectives, but it got to the point where paralysis by analysis, Mm. where I would, yeah, try and cover all bases Mm. and I would end up not doing anything. Or, I, or it would be very unclear who my target audience was. This is actually so prevalent in any industry, but in my particular industry, people are so worried about being niche and being known for something that two things happen. They try to market to every Joe Blow and they also try to offer everything. And it is so true that when you try to catch all the fish, you catch none. Imagine going fishing with no bait on your line because you're trying to catch anything. You catch mm. nothing. Yeah. So this is where I teach to my students and particularly it'll be prevalent in the mentorship program, like refining your avatar. So people Mm. back in the day, like when I did coaching for the first time, I was taught like, what's your age bracket that you're targeting, blah, 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 very broad, but then you're still not being specific enough about who you're trying to target. Mm. So now we talk about your avatar, your customer avatar, which you and I talk about. Like you literally name the person, how old they are, what their job is, how much money they make, what music they listen to. Are they in a relationship? Very fucking specific one person that is your target client Mm. and you target to them. 
And it doesn't yeah. mean that you're going to only attract that type of client. You're still going to get other clients through overflow. The most successful people, they 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 are niche. Yeah, and I actually just recently had one of my business coaching clients do that, which is also going to be definitely one of the topics in the masterclass. But she was saying, because obviously you do the pain points, and, and she was saying, oh, but like if I say this one thing, then I'm the other people aren't going to, they aren't going to think that I can solve their problems or whatever. Mm. And I, that's what I was explaining, that it's not that you then can't get other clients, but it's mm. just getting so clear on your marketing because the biggest change in my personal marketing in the last year has been, I know exactly who I'm marketing to. And it's so much better for your audience because they're not confused. If you're confused mm. about your offers, they are going to be even more confused. So if you can be so clear on your offers and who your audience is, then they're going to be super clear. And you're almost delaying the inevitable by not being clear because if you beat around the bush and you try and take on all the different people, then they're going to get to a point where they're like, actually, no, this isn't right for me. And it's like with any relationship as well. If you are super clear on your expectations and all of that, and you you communicate that really clearly, you're not delaying the inevitable that they're going to leave. You'll find the right person. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing that it makes it so much more efficient when you bring on external like contractors or oh, my parties God. to work with, yeah. because you're so clear on your branding, your target market, your like all of those things that yeah. make up your what you're talking about, that then they go, okay, I get what you're trying to achieve. Yeah. And that's pro- probably also why me bringing on someone like this email marketing person now compared to if I tried to do that a couple of years ago, my branding is so evidently clear on my website, on my social media, on how I talk and blah, 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 that there's no room for them to be like, oh, I wonder what type of color scheme she uses. I yeah, wonder what 100%. type of music she plays in the salon because it's on all my fucking reels. You know what and I that's, mean? Like, that's funny that you said that too because yesterday in my meeting with Amber, she literally said, it's so good that you know exactly what you want because she's got other clients that they'll be like, oh, you know, you you try and figure it out. <laughs> it's so inefficient. It's so yeah. inefficient for you and anyone that works for you and your yeah. fucking clients can see straight through that. And actually, just a total side note, it's been really interesting getting um, applications through for my next hire, reading the ones that you can tell they really know your branding mm. because they obviously took the time to put it into their application. And it's really cool when you can see someone else reflect that back to you mm. because yes. you're like, I've fucking hit the nail on the head. Yes. You're yeah. in alignment and they're yeah. aligning with that. Yeah. Okay, I love that. that. How good. Oh, my God. I literally could talk about this for hours. I know. Fuck, I've got to go to work, guys. Sorry. Like like we got a podcast. I know. Wow. (laughs) So thank you so much for listening, guys, to our second episode. We would love it if you could follow us on Instagram at TalkToby2MePod and wherever you stream your podcasts. It would mean so much to us if you could leave us a review to help us grow. On our next episode... We are going to be discussing highest values. A lot of people are so unclear on that. So yeah, that was definitely a catalyst in my life and how it then transfers into your business Mm. again is huge. Mm. People think they're living in alignment with their values and they're not Mm. the actual values. They haven't dug deep enough. I already want to talk about it now. I (laughs) I was going to say. We'll save it for the next episode, episode three. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We love you. We love love you for listening. Thank you kindly. Bye. Bye.